0: And welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement. It's the podcast from the e News and website your lifechoices.com.au. And my name is John Deeks, joined by the newsroom editor of Your Life Choices, Janelle Ward. Hello. Hello, John. I've noticed there's been a lot of rubbish out on the streets oh, lately.
1: Rubbish, yes. Rubbish, is, rubbish. But it's, but it's some people's rubbish, but it's other people's You're treasures. You're right. I have a son who <gasps> trawls the streets I at this time of the year. I say the same <laughs> thing.
0: Ben, my eldest, used to come home. with. I said, where did you get that from? He said, oh, the rubbish, they've got it. And I can make it, you know, and it's, it's wonderful, actually. It's a... One
1: of my... My grandy's favourite uh, toy pramps was a was a reject from just down the street, and I'm sure when they take it uh, out on the street for a little wander, that the neighbours see it and probably think that's wonderful. Now, it's got I, another life.
0: I think it's actually illegal in some mm. councils to to take right. things from the rubbish collection because uh, you quite often would see the professionals and in commas, drive up and down oh. look for stuff. That. But I tell you what, mate, if you want something to go first, just put it out on the on the nature strip, a desk or whatever, and say free yeah. mate, gone. Yeah. Just and like that.
1: look, I mean, it's recycling at its best, I think. Rather than go to landfill, why can't I look I know Absolutely. there might be legality problems. Yeah, yeah,
0: but I know, I know. And uh, the funny thing is seeing people who, when they've got their hard rubbish going on in their street, leaving their lawnmower out oh. accidentally oh, oh, and, no. hello,
1: where's my lawnmower exactly. gone? No, you don't pause for breath. Like a
0: seagull <laughs> on a hot ship. Just gone, baby,
1: gone. You hear lots of those sorts of stories, yes. You
0: do too. Um, we're going to, uh, of course, cover all things interesting here on Mind Your Own Retirement. Uh, we're going to be talking retirement as is correct, with uh, someone who's written a very good book.
1: I think he's written two good books, actually, and he's got a particularly good website called retirenotes.com, and that's Bruce Manners. We'll be
0: chatting to Bruce very shortly. Liv Gardner will be along talking travel. Where are we off to this time?
1: Oh, Liv's a Liv's a great traveller. Um, she's a younger person, so she tends to do it on a budget. So oh, okay. there is a lot that we can learn from her. And I want
0: to ask her about youth hostels because yes. a lot of seniors of which i am one do state youth hostels uh, and why not and some of them are quite sensational and then we're going to talk to uh, somebody about uh, who we've spoken to before I we believe.
1: have paul murrell
0: paul murrell now
1: he knows he's a uh, a motoring writer yep. and creator of another website called seniordriveroz.com okay um and he really has his finger on the pulse when it comes to older australians and driving Issues, driving, suggestions, what's happening out there on the roads.
0: Janelle Ward is the voice you're listening to, along with me, John Deeks, for yourlifechoices.com. It's your podcast, Mind Your Own Retirement. <music> on Mind Your Own Retirement from yourlifechoices.com.edu, Janelle, who do
1: we have on the line? Today we have the pleasure of Bruce Manners, who is an author of a couple of retirement books. Is that right, Bruce?
2: Yes, there are a couple, Retirement Ready, with a question, and uh, Refusing to Retire, people over the age of 70 who just refuse to retire.
0: Oh, sound, what, why would sounds, they sounds refi- like you, John. What, yeah, exactly. Why would they refuse to retire? What are the reasons, Bruce? But
2: they're enjoying what they're doing too much. Now, not all of them are working full time, let yeah. me say that. My, my favourite is a banjo maker in Adelaide, 80 years of age, 83 now, I think, and he just turns out banjos every oh. year.
0: Well, I guess there are two camps. There's those who say, can't wait till I get to a certain age to retire, yep. and those who say, mate, if I retire, I'm going to fall over and die. And I think of everyone from, from musicians. That's why you see so many uh, musicians of a certain age still touring, because... They love doing it, and those who would just be very happy to get the caravan and got the mullard on the back of the thing Mm. or the Viscount,
1: and off you go. But, Bruce, is one of the problems, if you are a couple and one is keen and one is not so keen, how do you negotiate your way through that?
0: Yeah, good question. Yeah, your marriage counsellor, go on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just changed my job. Yeah, look, it it is a negotiated thing, and uh, some couples I know... um, one of them will keep working for a bit. So there's kind of this semi-retirement coming in until they can kind of sort it. Uh, Because it's not easy. I mean, retirement itself is not easy at times. There's this transitioning thing that has to happen, and that can be hard work.
1: So do we need help? Like, retirement to me has always been, well, it's something you look forward to, but the closer I get to it, the less I'm looking forward to it. Do I need help?
2: (laughs) My question back to you is, why are you
1: not looking forward to it? Mm, uh, don't want to be idle. Well,
0: well, you're not going to be idle. You've got grandchildren. I you do. You, you have uh, your brain too is many. working very well. You can still do what you have to do. And now with technology, you can do so much of it without having to schlep into the office
1: constantly. True. Yeah, um, see, John's got the answer. Well, okay. And it's, maybe I need to read one of your books as well. <laughs> oh. um, there are such thing as retirement counselors, are there? I'm not sure they call themselves retirement can- counselors, but
2: there there are people in the retirement industry okay. who who can help with the various questions. I think that's a better way to go, rather than I've not met someone who has that as a specific title. Let me say it that way. Hmm.
1: So you would say, and following on from John's remarks, that I ha- I would have plenty to do. I know you're you're a big believer in finding purpose. Is that right? Yes,
2: yes. exactly. One of the first things to realise is that. Retirement is a time of life when you are in control. It, I think it's the first time of life that I can think yeah. of where you absolutely have control. So this means you can dream big. What, what have you always wanted to do?
1: But, you know, that's almost the problem because it is the first time when you are totally in control of your own life and you're not, you know, working, Detroit looking thing. after children. Yeah, that, that is something that we are all really quite unaccustomed to being in control.
2: Think of, it, think of it this way, that when you retire, you're actually gifting yourself you know, 40 hours, say,
1: mm.
2: every week. Um, before retirement, what, what would you want to do with that 40 hours if you weren't working? That's, yeah. that's one way to start the ball rolling, I okay. think.
0: A lot of folks who might call if I'm doing late-night radio, Bruce, yes. would say, oh, you know, I'm, look, I'm here. i was, like, well, go to the library Oh, I'd like to learn how to use a computer, but I'm frightened. Go to the library. Go down to the library and find out things you can do because you have to actually leave the door. You have to leave the house to have that happen. So uh, it's all out there if you want to look for it, whether it be the Men's Shed, which, of course, is a wonderful a place for... I'd like
1: a... to go to a men's shed.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you would, and they would love to have Why you there. Why isn't there
1: a women's shed? Well,
0: I'm sure there is a women's shed. I don't shed. think there is, John. Oh, blimey. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we always get in this? Um, so, Bruce, tell me yeah. some of the uh, the handy tips you've got, sir, to, to make that transition positive.
2: Look, the best thing is to, to have a plan. You know, one of the best things you can do is actually test drive it first. You know, if you've got some long service leave, take mm-hmm. a month off mm-hmm. and... Don't go anywhere. Live at home as if you were retired. Wow. See if the wife still talks oh, to you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. scary stuff. Well,
0: right. Please go back to work, dear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, this is test driving a retirement. Okay. Oh, what, what will you do together? Um, what, what's in your community you'd love to be involved with? Again, it comes back to the, what is this thing I've always wanted to do, never had the time? Okay. Let's try it. You may may find that you hate it.
1: Yeah. So, Bruce, are you retired? Sort yes. of?
2: Five years? No, no, I'm retired. I, I mean, I, how busy I'm are doing you doing stuff? Yeah, too busy. Yeah, <laughs> there you, go. It's yeah, there you
0: it's go. a
1: secret, isn't it,
0: Bruce? Um, we have got to get you back on again and, and talk about more. Retirenotes.com is your uh, site. Retirenotes.com. But the two books you've got out are Retirement Ready and Refusing yep. to Retire. Great titles. Okay, um, we've got to you. have you back on again soon, my friend.
2: Sure. Happy to.
1: Um, thank you very much, Bruce, for your time. And I, uh, I I feel far more confident about the prospect, I think. And uh, your information
0: <laughs> will be on will the website? It will be
1: on yourlifechoices.com.au. Bruce sure. is a... Irregular contributor, but when he does write for us, they are the articles are particularly good and loved.
0: Thank you, my friend. Retirement ready and refusing to retire his books. RetireNotes.com is his website, but again, as Janelle said, go to yourlifechoices.com.au for all the information there. We'll be back with more. We're going travelling on Mind Your Own Retirement. Folks, I'd like to talk to you about Your Life Choices Pension Checker. Now, this is an easy-to-use financial tool that allows you to calculate exactly how much you should be receiving in fortnightly pension payments and supplements. It's very well priced at just 29 dollars 95 per year. Visit pensionchecker.com.au and make today the day you take control of your income with your life choices, Pension Checker. You're listening to Mind Your Own Retirement with me, John Deeks, and Janelle Ward from yourlifechoices.com.au, e-news website, The Place to Go. And uh, The Places to Go is certainly somewhere where this lady's been. Liv Gardner is on the line. Liv, welcome.
1: Hello. How are we going? We're great, Liv, but we wished we'd been travelling with you a little while ago. Um, You know how to travel on a budget, I believe. I do, yes. Always on a tight budget when I'm overseas.
0: Now, d- does a tight budget mean travelling like cheap or like ten dollars a day? Is it uh, because a lot of the, the the seniors who listen to the Mind Your Own Retirement podcast won't be aware that some of those backpackers places are, are, overseas, especially, are very suitable for not just the
1: kids.
3: Yes, I was I was surprised as well. Me and a close friend were travelling on about fifteen dollars a day. Wow! And we where were... live? We went around Eastern Europe. We went to Albania, Montenegro, Turkey, and Greece, and we found that a lot of the uh, backpackers' places that are rampant with you know twenty-something-year-olds also had uh, private rooms available for very affordable prices.
1: Wow! Do they keep do it? Do they are they kept separate the young people and the old people? <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I mean, when you're out there having, you know, dinner or drinks
1: together, everyone is welcome. It would be great. That's fantastic. What a great way to to learn and mingle.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. So what are some of your your great tips, Liv, as far as travelling on a budget?
3: As far as I would say, always shop around. That was a mistake I made on my first trip over to Europe and this time I flew with Scoot Airlines which I found to be much more affordable.
0: Scoot Airlines is uh, an offshoot of Singapore Airlines. Uh, They fly out of Australia. They've got those yellow planes, yeah?
3: Yeah, those little uh, nifty planes of theirs. And they fly through Singapore around the world. They fly into Athens if you're heading towards Europe.
0: What kind of uh, service does one get on Scoot?
3: Um, I think it's definitely a value-for-money type situation. You'll go to book a ticket and find that everything is an extra fee in terms of food, water, putting your baggage underneath the plane. But in my opinion, it is definitely worthwhile. I'd recommend it to a friend.
1: So that was was that the cheapest you found for your last trip or was that sort of the best value for where you wanted to go? I booked
3: a flight a few weeks out of the trip and I found that they were in some cases half the price wow. of alternatives. So I okay. flew into Athens... Uh, via Singapore return for less than $1,000.
1: Wow. So, yeah. so, Liv, that was the other thing. I mean, you didn't really want to go to Athens, but, but it was a really economical way to get to Eastern Europe and then you you went on by other means. Is that right? Yeah, that's
3: right. So I took local airlines from there and headed over to Montenegro and Turkey. Even including the flights of those extra little legs, I found it was still hundreds of dollars cheaper yes. than flying direct.
1: So your keys would be don't worry about budget airlines. Yep. Uh, don't necessarily worry about where you're flying into. And hostels are perfectly fine? Hostels are perfectly fine. And honestly, a lot of fun. Yes. A lot of fun. And, and, you, and you, get
0: to, you, you really are forced into meeting some fascinating people.
3: Solo travellers especially. People from all around the world, all ages, get together and yeah. have a good conversation. It's yeah. a great way of meeting people.
0: Obviously, Your Life Choices is the place to go, live, uh, but where, what other websites would you recommend?
3: There are a number of apps, um, Hopper, um, Google Flights, apps like that. We write a lot about them on the website, um, really help direct you and show you, Where's affordable, when to book, and they give you a lot of clarity in terms of booking an affordable trip overseas. One of my biggest tips would have to be go for an adventure, not necessarily a holiday. If you're flying to Eastern Europe, you'll find that you can get around and see the most amazing things, very affordable, but it's not going to be Paris.
0: No, you, know? you just yeah. ha- you have to know what you're getting into yep. and, and, as I say, you know, be adaptable.
3: Completely, completely. Every day is a new day and a new adventure. And if you're up for that, it's perfect, the perfect destination.
1: So, Liv, favourite place on your most recent trip? Um, I wasn't expecting, um, but
3: Cappadocia in central Turkey. Could
0: you say that slower?
3: Cappadocia. 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 Yeah. Wow. That's um,
1: Balloon it, Central? Is that yeah, that place?
3: It's famous? it's famous for its air balloon. Oh,
1: and go what, you.
3: Yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but it's also got the most amazing landscape and hikes yeah. for all different levels of hikers. Okay. Do
0: we oh, have yeah. any photos on uh, Your Life Choices of that?
1: We will. Uh, if we, we will. do, it, we will. We, we will. will. Your Life yeah, Choices will have all this do. information.
0: Fantastic, because um, yeah. I'd want to see it for sure. Liv, thank you so much. Um, We do appreciate you giving up uh, your time to talk to us on Mind Your Own Retirement. and Safe travels. Where are you going to next?
3: Uh, Somewhere affordable. I'll let you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you soon, Liv.
3: Thank you, Liv. Thank you so much.
0: And it's a great uh, chance now to have a chat to a friend of ours who we've spoken to once before. Hey, oh, I we have. have. Yeah, Paul Murrell, who is uh, the motoring writer and creator of seniordriveroz.com and he specialises in car advice for people whose age and IQs are both over 50. Love I that love line. that. <laughs> he's a great guy and he's got a great sense of humour. He's on the line now. Hiya, Paul. Hi,
4: John. Hi, Janelle. How are you both?
1: We're well. Paul, um... Driving as we get older is a hot topic, um, one that you have covered briefly before. But is there a sense that there may be considered an S-plate for older drivers over a certain age?
4: Janelle, this is one of those things that comes up fairly regularly. And if you watch the news, you'll see why. You start to see reports about, you know, elderly driver runs into shopfront, yeah. or elderly driver does this. It's almost like we're being categorised or we're being, I, I, I hesitate to say, but almost being discriminated against as as a cohesive group of people. And elderly drivers are just like all other drivers. Um, there are good drivers, there are bad drivers, there are alert drivers, there are distracted drivers, and that's in the elderly age group as much as in any other age group. But for some reason, elderly drivers are put into a little box and called old drivers, and then becomes that question, should they be on the roads? And if they're on the roads, should they then be identified?
0: Paul, I have a daughter who I'm teaching to drive at the moment, and we have, obviously, the old plates on, and there is a certain approach that some drivers take to when they see a driver with L-plates on uh, and they immediately make an assumption. So I would also imagine that if you had an S-plate on, people, some people would make an assumption, this is a dangerous driver, this is a one to avoid, I must get away and get around them.
4: This is the problem, John. Um... With the best will in the world, people will say, oh, an S-plate identifies you as an elderly driver, therefore you make allowances, or an L-plate or a P-plate for a probationary driver. The problem is that there are two responses to that. One, as you say, is, is some people start to go, oh, dangerous driver or inexperienced driver or whatever it may be, and they start to target that, that S-plate or P-plate or L-plate driver. And it, it sort of has a negative effect. Instead of being a positive thing, it becomes a negative. And I, I don't want to be driving down the road with people going, oh, there goes an elderly driver, therefore he's likely to run through a shop front. And yeah. that's the sort of reaction you get.
1: So is it ever likely to happen, do you think?
4: Look, I'd like to think not Janelle, but, you know, stranger things have happened.
0: Can you imagine the outcry? Because there is no louder voice than the voice Baby of boomers. a bru- <laughs> <laughs> a group of seniors. I think I'd rather go up against Vietnam protesters back in the day <laughs> than some of the uh, seniors uh, when they've got to be in their bonnet.
4: Oh, absolutely. The problem is that, John, and you would be aware of this, so would you, Janelle, that elderly drivers as a group are not a group. That's what I keep saying. They're not a sort of a cohesive, homogeneous group. Um, and therefore, you know, the voice of the elderly driver, apart from through something like Your Life Choices or, or SeniorDriverOz.com, doesn't get heard because it's individual speaking instead of a group speaking.
1: Paul, my husband, who's 66, mentioned to me the other day that he doesn't feel he's as good a driver as he once was. What should he be doing? Like, we have special courses when people are on their P plates. We have educators for L plates. Um, Should there be some sort of course where you can just brush up your skills and, and get a new sense of... Exactly. Because remember, how back good a driver in the day when we are?
0: got our license, it was basically give the oh. uh, the, the policeman some beer. Ten bucks. So yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. You right. That's how I got mine. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Some that explains a
4: lot. <laughs> Sorry. Some of us are old enough to have got them out of cornflakes bags. Yeah. General, <laughs> um, uh, first of all, congratulations to your husband for recognising ah. that his skills are being affected. There uh, you go. The first, the first thing to, to recognise is that you're not as good a driver as you used to be. That your reactions are slower. That your cognitive skills are, are not as good as they were. That's that's a very important first hurdle. Um, and you hear people when you say, "Oh, you're not driving very go, oh, No, no, no. I'm, I'm as good as I ever was. Well, no, we're not, yeah. um, and none of us are. Um, yes, there are. There are a number of courses that elderly drivers can do. The problem is that we got our licences quite a long time ago, some of us, and the road rules have changed. The the, the road driving environment has changed. Cars have changed.
1: There's more cars, um,
4: and we need to we need to keep up to date with that. The same as we keep up to date with all other skills. Um, most of the state motoring association bodies do courses, and it's just a matter of getting in touch with your local state motoring body, whether it's the RACV or the NRMA or the RACQ, mm. and asking what driver courses they do for elderly drivers, which will refresh you on the changes of the road rules. There have been so many road rule changes, and you know, we just don't keep up with them. We're not told about them. And suddenly you're getting you're getting fined for breaking a rule you didn't even know applied.
0: I know my daughter is uh, when she gets her license. I will be sending her to an advanced driving course, which I did, which helped me greatly. Um, and conversely, from a young person getting their license to uh, the seniors like myself and Janelle and her husband, um, certainly th- uh, there's nothing wrong with getting some uh, brush-ups. No,
4: there's not. It's a great thing if you have um, grandchildren or, or you. <laughs> usually grandchildren in this case, um, then sending them along to a, to an advanced driving course. They don't call them high-performance courses anymore, but an advanced driving course gives them the sort of skills or at least an experience of the sort of things that will happen to them on the road. Mm. And the last thing you want is for someone driving them on the road to have an experience where it's the first time it's ever happened to them. Oops, what do I do now? Yeah. It's far too late. Um, a, an advanced driver course puts you on a track and starts to say, well, this is what happens if you drop a wheel into the gravel, for example, or this is what happens if the tail of the car starts to slide out, so that you get a feel for how these things happen and how to react to them instead of it being, "Oh, oh, I don't know what to do now.
1: That scares the bejesus out of me because I haven't experienced a lot of those things despite the environment. I know. Well, I think it's it's a great idea.
0: Because the the first time I did it, I had an RX7, first time the RX7s came out, and they were terrified of the drivers going out killing themselves because they were so high performance and so light. And that uh, was a terrific thing to have, and it really made me a better driver.
1: Well, I'll be uh, looking up RACV, I guess, to see what might be out there for me and for people in other states. Paul writes regularly for Your Life Choices, so we look forward to seeing all this information on yourlifechoices.com.au.
0: Or go to seniordriveroz.com and uh, you'll find uh, some great car advice as well there.
1: Thank you, Paul. Marvellous information. Always
0: bring something to the table, my friend.
1: Thank you. Always lovely to talk to you both. Well,
0: isn't that great? Uh, now, your husband has confessed to you that he's not as he good has. as he was. Yeah. That's uh, great. Which
1: is, I think, really interesting.
0: Uh, what's his first name? Steve. Has Steve said, is there anything else that he's confessed to you? Oh, uh, He's not as good at?
1: Well, uh, should we talk about that here? Maybe
0: leave it for another <laughs> podcast. Uh, you're going to leave us with a nugget, I hope. Of course. What have you got?
1: Is there a meal, apart from breakfast, that does not benefit from the addition of garlic? Do you love garlic, John?
0: I do. My girlfriend, uh, who's a very good chef, um, cooks... Because I used to think that garlic was, like, you know, heavy duty, but it, oh. you, you need the garlic, you need the good fat, you need to have all those things to make the taste.
1: Exactly. And you just don't eat it raw. But
0: No, you don't eat it raw, unless t- you've got a vampire nearby <laughs> or you something.
1: Can I tell you why garlic is so good for you? Um, it's good for the blood. It's good for the immune system. Immune system coming out of winter, spring into spring, immune system probably needs a boost. So just add a few slices of garlic to anything you're eating. It reduces your blood pressure. So if is you're, that right? If you're in that category, well, so they say. I'm just what telling you what the health. What kind of garlic are we is. talking
0: about? Are we talking about you? You get the garlic and you you, you s- mince crunch it, up. it up, yeah, and slice you put it, it into mince it,
1: everything. Mm. Fry a steak in it, add it to your stir fry curries i I can't imagine a meal without garlic in it, to be perfectly honest and, and sorry go ahead, but there is more oh so um it improves your cholesterol level and wow. so reduces your risk of heart disease and contains antioxidants which can lower your risk of dementia, and who wouldn't want that
0: how uh, much garlic should I have, well, that's, Janelle Ward? I think
1: you just eat eat it as mu- often as you can, and
0: it'll stop. It'll also stop your friends from coming around. You'll always get a seat <laughs> no, in the tram. No,
1: no, the... <gasps> How are you? <laughs> How are you going? Before you go to the dentist,
0: can you go? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I think about the Punish dentist. Punish him.
0: <laughs> oh look, oh, the mu- the music's swelling. We could just chatter away for hours. Uh, thank you very much, Janelle Ward.
1: Thank you, John, and this is my uh, this is it because next week.
0: No, I think no. next week's your last week. Oh, it is then too. Then Mother Superior I've got gets another, back talking about have another she's week. She's been in Italy and other Great. places having lots of garlic. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> she would what? have
1: too. No, and we'll, probably done a cooking course or two, I bet. Be, oh, I mm. bet
0: she has too. But we'll see you again next week. We, you will. And as you say, all things we've spoken about and a whole lot more on...
1: On yourlifechoices.com.au.
0: That was Janelle Ward. This is John Deeks. This has been Mind Your Own Retirement. And we'll see you next time.